No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that God promises to give Jerusalem over to Nebuchadnezzar because the people have provoked him to anger. But later, he will gather his people from all countries and make an everlasting covenant with them. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 32 on Simply the Bible. You know, many people act as though they will never give an account to God. They do not fear God, and they cast His commandments behind their back. It matters not how many times they have heard the truth of God's Word. They have no desire to receive it or to walk in it. But the day of judgment will come upon them, and it will come suddenly as a trap, and they will not escape. We must remember not only God's love, but also his judgment against evil. Now, because the people of Judah had provoked the Lord to anger, he was giving them over to the king of Babylon who would destroy their city. God had told Jeremiah that his cousin was coming to sell him a field. And Jeremiah bought it and then prayed to the Lord, worshiping him for his creation and also because there is nothing too hard for him. But Jeremiah didn't understand why the Lord would want him to buy land that was under Babylonian control. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 26. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Jeremiah had said in his prayer, there is nothing too hard for you. And now God responds, is there anything too hard for me? Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will give this city into the hand of the Chaldeans, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall take it. And the Chaldeans who fight against this city shall come and set fire to this city and burn it with the houses on whose roofs they have offered incense to Baal and poured out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger, because the children of Israel and the children of Judah have done only evil before me from their youth. So God had had enough. He was now going to give Jerusalem over to the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, who would destroy the city. And they would set fire to the houses and the roofs. Now, this is interesting because it was on those roofs that the people had offered incense to Baal, totally against God's commandments. And they had done evil, as had done the northern kingdom of Israel, from their youth. And so now it was all coming down upon them. For the children of Israel have provoked me only to anger with the work of their hands, says the Lord. For this city has been to me a provocation of my anger and my fury from the day that they built it, even to this day, so that I will remove it from before my face because of all the evil of the children of Israel and the children of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger. They, their kings, their princes, their priests, their prophets, the men of Judah, 
and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. What a terrible indictment of God against his people. And yet, this is exactly what his people had done. They had cast the Lord and his commandments behind their back. Therefore, God would remove Jerusalem from before his face. This place that he had been pleased to place his name on the city of Jerusalem, now he would remove it. And this would be their day of reckoning. Folks, we must remember that we cannot sin against God and his commandments with impunity. There is the law of sowing and reaping, and we will reap that which we sow. And that's why it is so important for us to take heed, to take inventory about what we are doing as a nation and as individuals. And they have turned to me the back and not the face, though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them. Yet they have not listened to receive instruction. Now, why would they turn their back to the only one who could bless them both for time and eternity? God patiently taught them, rising up early and sending his prophets, yet they would not listen or receive his instruction. I pray that God will always keep me teachable. David wrote in Psalm 32, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Listen, I would rather be a humble man than a stubborn mule. But they set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name, to defile it. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech, which I did not command them, nor did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. So they had set up their abominations in the house of the Lord. In the temple, they had set forth idols and pagan altars. And then they built the high places of Baal, in the valley of the son of Hinnom, outside the city walls. And there they sacrificed their own children in the fire to the god Molech, where they would heat up the outstretched metal arms until they were glowing red hot and then put their babies on there and incinerate them. And God said, this practice is such an abomination that it never even entered my mind. Imagine inventing forms of evil that God has not even thought about. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning this city of which you say it shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. Behold, I will gather them out of all the countries where I have driven them in my anger, in my fury, and in great wrath, I will bring them back to this place and I will cause them to dwell safely. Now, this is the amazing thing about the Lord. Here, God is pronouncing fierce judgment because he's been provoked to wrath with all of their disobedience and idolatry. And yet God is looking forward to the restoration that he will bring. Even in judgment, God remembers his mercy. 
Now he said, I will gather them out of all the countries where I have driven them. This would occur partially at the end of the 70 years of Babylonian captivity. God would bring them back from Babylon, but he is looking forward to a future restoration where God would gather his people from all nations and I will bring them back, causing them to dwell safely in the land. Now, I do believe that we are seeing a partial fulfillment of that. I mean, it is absolutely amazing that from 70 AD, when the Jews were scattered into all nations, that they did not have a homeland for 1900 years. And then through the Zionist movement about the turn of the 20th century, they began to gather from all nations into the land of Palestine. And then, of course, they became a nation in 1948. What a miracle that God has done this within the last hundred years. I believe that this is the greatest evidence of all that we are living in the last days. And Israel is dwelling there safely today. Yes, there are threats from the nations around them, from Hezbollah and other terrorist agencies, but by and large, they are dwelling safely in the land. They shall be my people and I will be their God. Then I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and their children after them. Now, I would like to point out how relational this is. There are those who think that God is mainly concerned about all the do's and don'ts. They live in fear as to whether or not they've kept all his commandments and they never have peace or assurance. But God created us so that we could love him. And that is why the church is called the bride of Christ and not the slave of Christ. Yes, Jesus is our Lord and we are his servants, but we are willing servants who love our master. And he calls us friends. God gives us his heart and his way so that we may fear him, for that is good for us and our children. Verse 40, And I will make an everlasting covenant with them, and I will not turn away from doing them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. Now, usually we think of agreements as having an end date. But God has made an everlasting covenant with his people through Jesus Christ. It is this new covenant where he has written his laws on our hearts. And if you have entered this covenant by faith, then God will never turn away from doing you good. He will put a healthy fear of God into your heart so that you will not depart from him, the source of life. Throughout all eternity, his love will be toward you and it will never lessen. But Satan, on the other hand, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good, and I will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and with all my soul. For thus says the Lord, just as I have brought all this calamity on this people, so I will bring on them all the good that I have promised them. Now in the future, God will rejoice over Israel to do them good. In Zephaniah, it speaks of him rejoicing over them with singing. Now they will go through what is called Jacob's trouble during the great tribulation. But then in the millennial kingdom, God will gather them again from all nations and they will never again be driven away. 
God will bring all the good on them that he has promised. And fields will be bought in this land of which you say it is desolate. Without man or beast, it has been given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Men will buy fields for money, sign deeds and seal them. And take witnesses in the land of Benjamin, in the places around Jerusalem, in the cities of Judah, in the cities of the mountains, in the cities of the lowland, and in the cities of the south. For I will cause their captives to return, says the Lord. Now, Jeremiah had concerns if he had done the right thing in purchasing land that was being delivered to the Babylonians. But God assured Jeremiah that fields would again be bought and sold in the land. Jeremiah would not live to see it, but after the 70 years of captivity were completed, exiles would return to their homeland. Jeremiah was investing in the future and he would receive an everlasting reward. God gives us all equal opportunity. He presents his grace and truth to us through Jesus Christ and tells us, whosoever will, let him come and drink freely from the waters of life. Have you responded to his invitation? And if not, then what are you waiting for? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at office at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see that God tells Jeremiah to call to him and he will show him great and mighty things. He has made a permanent covenant with both David and Jacob. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.